You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Bear With Me, a Chicago Bears podcast hosted by yours truly, Robert Schmitz, right here on the Windy City Gridiron podcasting channel. And I'm here with Jacob and Vante again as we are talking pick 71. No trade back in the first three rounds. Three picks, Valus Jones, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm. I know I've been on record saying beforehand that this is, you know, the Bears needed to take some sort of offense in round three after going defense back to back in round two, uh, and they did. They added a receiver, which the positional value I like. I don't think this is the best they could have done, though. I'm just looking at because there are con- there are genuine concerns with Vales Jones and his. Uh, just general profile. I mean, he's turning 25 years old in May. So by the time that he's done with his first, uh, by the time he's done with his rookie contract, he's going to be 29, unless for some reason I'm doing my math wrong, which would be embarrassing. But uh, you look at that, along with the fact that I don't think he's a great route runner. I don't think that he showed the ability to really adjust his stems to, uh, you know, adjust to according to what type of coverage he sees. Uh, and I don't think he has a ton of value in jump ball situations either. So it, it's it's a little bit of a confusing pick to me. But I, I'm not just going to sit here and knock the guy the entire time. I think that there's still uh, there's plenty to like. He's very fast. He ran a four three one forty yard dash, and I think that he's one of the better yak receivers in this class. Uh, just looking at his agility after the catch, his creativity, uh, how tough he runs, his contact balance, and it seems like a lot of would be tacklers tend to bounce off of him. Uh, and you know, whenever you get him the chance to you know get out in space against zone coverage, or you utilize him on screens or whatnot, I think there's a lot to utilize in that regard. Uh, very good returner too. I mean, he had two kick returns for touchdowns over the course of his collegiate career. Uh, very productive in the third phase. So I think that at the very least, he's going to start as a return specialist for this team. But I could definitely see there being a role for him in this offense, most certainly. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're positive about the guy. I mean, the problem here that I have, Jacob, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Uh, I really don't. I like to think I attempt to be positive here. Valus Jones is a burner, right? He absolutely has a place in the Bears' offense because the Bears don't have enough receivers for anybody to not have a place in their offense. So, But the problem that I can't help but think, Jacob, is, and maybe I'm reading the tea leaves wrong, but we're talking instant reaction, right? We're talking raw and uncut. This reads to me like panic. This reads to me like they got to 39, they got some trade offers, but they loved Kyler Gordon too much and couldn't do it. They they took him. They took best player available. Good for them. Then they got to uh, or they got to 48 and they loved Brisker too much. They they couldn't do it. They couldn't trade back. Maybe they got some offers because goodness knows there's been enough trades. Um, 
but they couldn't do it. They took best player available. Then they got to 71, realized they didn't pick again until 148, and just took the best receiver they could find because they weren't getting another one. And they probably knew, now that Tyquan Thornton has gone in the second round, for crying out loud, Wandale Robinson, former like projected third rounder, second rounder now, um, like all sorts of wide receivers, come, come one, come all, they're getting drafted high. And so they looked at their favorite wide receiver on the board, and they took him. And I don't want to be the guy spelling out P-A-N-I-C, but this seems to me like they just took best wide receiver available and as ridiculous as it sounds because uh i mean an hour ago jacob we were talking about pick 48 saying i can't believe that it was two defenders but at this stage travis jones nicobe dean there were a lot of defenders on the board that would have made more sense than taking valus jones at 71 and sure i would have been frustrated bernard raymond was still on there right like if we had this to do over again a third defender still would have frustrated me but man Massively reaching for a wide receiver just because you're not trading back into the uh, fourth round and you can't find a trade partner now that we're in like the 70s, you know, even though uh, somebody traded up for Ritter just a couple picks later. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I find it really hard to be like, this is a great pick. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I think that uh, generally, again, I would have preferred offense in most cases but again when you have Nicobe Dean when you have Perrion Winfrey on the board when you have Travis Jones Christian Harris those are some legit guys and even on offense you know Bernard Raymond uh Dylan Parham's another guy the guard out of Memphis that I liked receivers Jalen Tolbert South Alabama Khalil Shakir Boise State David Bell out of Purdue I understand the league might not be on high, as high on him as I am but still I would have rather had David Bell then Valus Jones, and look, I get it, you know, Valus Jones is more athletic. He brings the speed that this offense likes, and again, he will have a role in this offense because of that, because of the athleticism he brings, because of the thicker frame he has. I, I mentioned it to you while, you know, we've been on the live stream here and before we started recording, but he does remind me of a little bit of if Jakeem Grant took one of those mushrooms from Mario. He's like an up, a bigger, genuinely type of... Uh, just a thick build, so he's got that going for him, and he's explosive and agile after the catch, but he's pretty one-dimensional as a route runner, doesn't really blend route concepts very well, uh, not super physical at the catch point. There could be some issues with disengaging uh, from you know more physical man coverage, which I think he's better in the slot, but who's going to play on the boundary? Who's going to play on the boundary for this offense? Is Mooney. it going to be St. Brown? Are you going to put Mooney there? Yes. Which... Sure, but at the at the same time, you know, I believe that his skill set is much better suited as a field side weapon along the outside. But that's just me. It, I, you're you are probably right. It's going to be Mooney along the boundary. Which look, Mooney's a very good player, so I I won't knock that necessarily. I'm just of the general belief that they could have done a lot better receiver. They could have done a lot better on offensive line. Uh, they could have added extra defense as well. And I don't know, it does seem a little bit confusing to me uh, going for someone who, you know, never truly had great production as a receiver. I mean, he was good. He had a good collegiate career, great returner. Uh, but just looking at what he contributed as a receiver, he had one good year. He had 62 receptions, 807 yards, and seven touchdowns in 2021. And before then, he had, didn't have a single season above 300 yards. 
That's just realistically, he didn't play big roles on offense until 2021. And he's been an older prospect this entire time. Right. So I'm just, I'm admittedly very confused in this whole process. And I'm uh, just a quick note here. I'm very thankful for the, uh, the chat here on the YouTube live stream that nobody's made fun of how nasally I sound right now, but because I get really self-conscious about that. I'm like, oh, crap, you know, I'm a little stuffed up. Does it really come off that way? But that is that has nothing to do with Valus Jones. I'm just getting sidetracked and don't have a good attention span. But there are genuinely – there are genuine concerns with Jones. Uh, don't hate the pick. I'm not, like, throwing things into my mirror and cracking it or whatever. I'm not, you know, flipping out. I'm just very lukewarm on it. I know draft grades are the worst, and I'm saying this as someone who's going to have draft grades after this draft. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I don't know. I, this is a very middling pick for me, and I, I yeah. find it hard to be super pumped about it, even though it is a general, uh, even if it is a wide receiver pick. I feel like they could have done a lot better. Yeah, the tough, the tough thing here is that, I mean, even as we talk, I mean, I, I called it panic earlier. It's more like reaching. I, I don't know. I'm having trouble putting it together because in the world where so many different teams traded down, the Bears did not pull off a trade down. And now we have a very long wait until pick 148, when honestly I thought a trade a, a trade down would have made a ton of sense. At the end of the day, obviously, like you said, Jacob, I'm nervous about 25-year-old athletes that go out there in the physical, like entering the physical prime of their youth and just start dominating a bunch of 20, 21, and 22-year-olds. Because I don't want to say like, it's not that hard, but that's generally the worry with older players is that they're just bigger, faster, stronger, and that it makes them better on a football field, which doesn't translate when that man goes up against other men, so to speak. But at the same time, Ryan Poles told us that he wanted speed. He definitely got some speed with a, did he run a 4-4 or a 4-3-3? I know it's in the 4-3. Four four three. Three what? 4-3. Four three one. I four three one. So wicked fast. And the only thing that I can think about is twofold. Okay. Well, actually threefold. We'll go negative, positive, negative. So we'll sandwich. Right. Negative one. This is a receiver that the Chiefs tend to take. The problem is, I would argue that a lot of the rece- or the receivers that the Chiefs have been taking have generally been unsuccessful, and they've been overlooked partially because of Tyreek Hill, who's now not with the Chiefs, and Travis Kelsey basically being a two-man offense amidst other guys. But with Patrick Mahomes, it's not like the Chiefs' weapons record uh, in terms of drafting is particularly shiny in a post-Hill world who dropped for obvious reasons. On the bright side, he definitely has a role in the offense. I mean, the offensive cupboard is bare enough that whether if even if they have Equinamia St. Brown starting, that would be ESB, Darnell Mooney, a flyer in Valus Jones, and then uh, Byron Pringle probably playing like a slot flanker role, which is fine. He's pretty good at it. There's a reason he picked up 500 yards last year. And then the other negative would be that I don't think that this makes Valus Jones an X receiver. So between the age, it means that the Bears added at wide receiver, but they're not done at wide receiver, and they'll definitely need to go likely either to the free agent market or just trust it to ESB, which seems to me kind of like trusting corner to Kendall Vildor, but maybe I'm over my skis there. I, I don't know. I Last thing I ever want to be is overly negative about the Bears. Um, 
because draft picks are the way they are. We could sit here, like you talked about draft grades, and pretend like we know anything about sure things, and we don't, right? But yeah. I don't know. From an offensive perspective, I can't help but look at this pick, Phelous Jones Jr. at 71, and think about all the receivers that were drafted between 50 and 60. And maybe part of it is Jalen Tolbert, sure, that I'm pining over one guy, which is a problem that only somebody who actually pays any attention to the draft has. And I understand that. And I have to wear that. And that's my fault. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a pick that I'm like, wow, his consensus big board ranking was 142. Hopefully yeah. he uh, ends up better than that. Yeah. I think that it's one of those cases where you have to trust that this is an NFL organization who knows what they're doing. And, I mean, I'll put the trust in their hands. I'm, I've, I believe that as fans, as analysts, what have you, we have the right to be skeptical. We have all the right to question the moves that our favorite teams make. But, again, they have, inf- they have access to much more info than we do. So we'll see if this pick works out. I'm willing to be patient and say, okay, maybe this will work out. Maybe he can, can maybe Valus Jones Jr. can contribute to this offense in a, a way that's worthy of an early third round pick. We'll see. One question. I I'll ask. Oh, sorry. Right I was just saying I have my doubts as of right now. One question I'll ask before we hit final thoughts. How is he a blocker? In the world of the Getsy Shanahan offense, that tends to be a pretty big deal. Not that it shouldn't be on other offenses, but what did you see from him? Truthfully, I didn't get to see a lot. I don't have much at all in my notes about Valus Jones as a blocker. Uh, admittedly, I didn't watch as much of him as I would have wanted to, uh, just simply as a matter of me being busy having to watch a handful of guys and you know more, more so targeting the actual uh, like the passing reps themselves. But from what I've been able to see, is it's nothing like special. He's not like, okay, holy crap, this is one of the best blocking receivers in this class. It's not like a George Pickens sort of situation where he plays with bad intentions or a Christian Watson where he has so many reps that, you know, you just have to know it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, So I wouldn't say he's a liability in that regard from what I've seen. But again, the sample size that I've seen admittedly isn't big enough for me to feel super confident in that. So if, if I had to assume, I think it's, it's all right. I'm being not the biggest guy out there. He's going to have some limitations, but it's not like he's a total liability uh, blocking in the run game either. Right. I know Jeff was saying uh, that a scouting report compared him to, what is it, Debo Samuel? So yeah. he's among the other 15 receivers that all got compared to Debo Samuel. So good for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there's nothing to say, Jacob, that down or that in the future we're not looking back and saying, "Hey, Phelous Jones is a perfectly normal third round pick." I mean, like, let's put things in perspective here, right? A third round pick is a big deal to the Bears because we didn't have a first round pick. But traditionally speaking, you want, or like in the world of want, if you got your way, right, you want a Pro Bowler out of the first round, you want a starter out of the second round, and you want a role player out of the third round so and then in the fourth and beyond you want either depth or whatever you can get from there right and special teams um obviously that's oversimplifying but that's the way i've heard it a lot that in some people's eyes it's a top 100 league so you want that pro bowler then you want that starter then you want that 
uh, role player. And inside of a Marquise Goodwin role, I could completely understand Jones thriving. The problem is, is that he oh, he also adds it returner, which I know the Bears needed. It doesn't look like an important position, but it's a position that obviously people care about. It's it, it might in time, Jacob, only feel underwhelming because of who was left on the board, what we think of them now, and so on and so forth. But from the big picture perspective, I can understand that they want to add that electric speed. Four through one guys are hard to find and you're trying to home grow somebody. I hope it works out for them because I don't, I'm not disputing any of the stuff we've already put on the podcast, right? More trying to think about the way that we could find a way to look back and say, hey, that was decent. Yeah, and the the last thing that I really want to bring out here is uh, I'm looking at NFL Mock Draft Database. On their website, they have uh, draft grades that come out instantly based off of you know the value in terms of uh, the consensus big board and whatnot. I don't know exactly how it's uh, calculated, but it's just a matter of like right away, how does the positioning work from a consensus big board perspective? So this is what the Bears have so far. Tyler Gordon at 39 was an A. Jaquan Brisker at 48 was a B. Bayless Jones Jr. at 71 was an F. And I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. I'd, I'd have it higher than that. Obviously, you can't get any lower. Uh, but I generally do agree this was a bit of a reach for of a pick. Uh, it's more position over than anything, but. I don't know. Maybe he proves us all wrong. I certainly hope that's the case. I certainly hope he becomes uh, even half the player that Debo does because that would be a valuable asset to this offense. So, <laughs> half again, is time, a lot. Time will, time will tell. I would love half of Debo. Like, in terms of half of Debo's production, holy moly, that's a decent player. I don't know. Yeah. One, just to hit you with my final thoughts before I let you have yours and we get out of here. Um, I can't help but feel like, truly, just from the top down, I see a pick that comes out of we don't have a pick until 148 and receivers are ripping off the board. So we're going to have to reach if we want one at all. Are we comfortable with? And then they listed a bunch of fifth rounders and they said, no, we need this guy. And that's fine. It's just weird to me after spending a month talking about offense. And yeah, there's part of it that's just the implicit bias of being a content creator and talking about George Pickens, Alec Pierce, et cetera, et cetera, that when they went best player available and best player available, I'm surprised they didn't go best player available because I don't believe Jones was that. Instead, they reached for a receiver specifically because if they had gone best offensive player available, Bernard Raymond, other tight ends like Jeremy Ruckert, et cetera, et cetera, or guards like Dylan Parham were still on the board. So I don't love that they pivoted away from that. I think I really could have gotten around to it saying it's not the draft any of us thought we were getting, but it's one we can be proud of if it was just BPA, BPA, BPA. But they had a pass catching weapon. So I guess we should be excited about that or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like, again, I can't be super stoked about this. And time will tell. I'm willing to be patient. I'm willing to say, okay, Ryan Poles, there's a reason you're an NFL general manager right now and I'm not. Uh, So I'll put it in your hands. I'll let you, your scouts, the people who are doing this for a living, you make this decision. I'll hope for the best. But, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just skeptical at this point. So... I, I think that 
it would be smart of them to double dip at receiver at some point. I still think they need another big guy who can stretch the field, but uh, I, I still think that there's obviously a lot of work to be done with this offense. Uh, I know that this these uh, Shanahan Lafleur type offenses do thrive with you know some of those like hybrid players, like especially Kyle Shanahan having Debo Samuel to work with, like that's been you know huge for that offense and Valus Jones very, very likely isn't going to be Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel is an all-pro wide receiver. But if he can serve in that sort of role, there's value there. I guess that that's the mindset and the train of thought that the Bears are having right now. All I can say is I'm willing to be patient, but I don't know. The skeptic in me is not necessarily thrilled with this pick. Right. And unfortunately, like you're talking about, Jacob, it's obvious. Everybody knows it. So I guess I'll really close with this. You talked about wanting a big field stretcher. Big field stretchers are second rounders. The Bears went in a different direction in the second rounders, and there went all the big field stretchers. Like, quite literally, they all went in the second yeah. round. Uh, but I mean, Tyquan Thornton going in round two, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought he'd be a guy that could, the Bears could target in round five for crying out loud. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's fine. It is what it is. And hopefully, according to that metric we listed earlier, the Bears got their role player. But they're definitely going to need to be act or active in the or like they'll they'll need to be active in the free agency market. Either way, a lot of action coming. So they got three more picks tomorrow, assuming they don't trade up. And if they do trade up, I'll be honest, Jacob, I'm not really gonna get it. Because after spending a free agency where they don't want to backload contracts, which I can completely understand, and a draft where they don't want to trade up, where I can completely understand, trading up now, to me, they must really love the player because they really don't want to pay the premium that would be that future round, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, no most Well, Jacob, it won't be me because I'm going to be at a wedding, but... We will see, or we will talk to you tomorrow. We being the network. I think it's gonna be. Did I hear it's Bill that'll be taking up the manor mantle? Maybe JB. <laughs> Might be. We'll find, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll figure it out. But either we'll way, find yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. Either way, though, I'm excited for day three. Uh, interested in seeing what the Bears will do. There's still a lot of draft left to take on, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, or we'll get out of here. Thanks so much for bearing with me, and we'll see you next time. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.